Welcome to Archery Talk 101 podcast, your guide to better archery skills. We'll bring you the latest tips, tricks, and expert advice, but that's not all. We'll also have interviews with top archers and industry professionals and reviews of the latest gear and equipment and much more. Yeah, just came through. Yeah. So archers, you want to connect to advance? Well, stay tuned. We're going to find out how you can do that. We have a special guest on, on the line with us today, and we're going to tell you exactly how you can connect to events. Hi, my name is Roy Canterbury. I'm going to be hosting Arch Talk 101, and we have Jeremy on the show with us today, and he's going to give us some insight on something that's going to help out all of us new archers. Welcome to the show, Jeremy. Well, I appreciate it, Roy. Thanks, man. We finally hey, uh, got together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's This is every podcast is is different and and fun and uh one of the things that you know i like to let my listeners know is is besides just the arch talk 101 podcast we also have arch talk 101 facebook group and join that group you're not going to be sold anything to it so it's all about content providing information so if, if you have a problem with your form upload a video we'll take a look at it we have instructors have been instructing for decades and botex have been working on bows for decades and Anywhere from the brand new archer to the professional, semi-professional, and Olympic archers are in the group and, and all kinds of levels. So make sure you get in that group. I'll leave a link in the description to the group, but it's just uh, look for Archer Talk 101 on Facebook. So Jeremy, uh, tell us a little something about yourself. Give us a little little short introduction to, to you. Oh, well, originally I'm from Nebraska, uh, currently live in Wisconsin. And uh, when I found out about archery, I fell in love with archery and have done a lot of different facets in archery um, in, my, in my career, I guess you'd call it. And so um, just something about the sport. And I think a lot of us, a lot of us connect with that. You know, it doesn't matter what level you're at in archery, you're going to enjoy it, you know, or should enjoy it anyway. So um, that's me kind of in a nutshell, I guess. Archery is, archery is what I love. And that's kind of what drives me to doing what I'm doing. So. So what made you pick up the bow for the first time? Uh, my best friend, actually, he's really big into the outdoor sports and uh, he kind of showed me it was another way to be able to enjoy some time outdoors or out in the field. And, and uh, we I got to go on a couple of hunts before I even really had a bow, I think. And man, I just really, really loved um, the, the challenge of what archery is to me, you know, and um, it's got so many different facets. You know, you don't you don't just have to go out and hunt or just shoot foam or just shoot paper. You can do you can do anything in archery, man. It's a great sport. So. Yeah, there's a lot of things. Uh, the last podcast was uh, both uh, mostly about bow fishing and fishing, and 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 uh, um, you know that that was actually two podcasts. The last one was we talked to a trapper, and the stuff you oh. learn as a trapper, pass it on. So if you want to learn learn some, every one of these podcasts, I learned something out of them, and and that's what's so fun is that there's just so many different options, and so many people have such a different take on something or they learn a little tip or technique that they're willing to share and that's kind of what I like about archery is I get to see a lot of those little different tips and techniques of what and you know I've always heard archery being as the most individualistic sport out there um, you know what you like to shoot or what you like to use is going to be something completely different to what I like to shoot or what I like to use but there's those little tips and techniques that's just going to make me a better archer at the end or a better fisher or a better trapper you know it's it's pretty it's a pretty neat it's sport so yeah and and it doesn't matter you know what what your physical ability is you could be a great big weight lifter or somebody that you know just little little skinny thing and so 
or even kids you can all shoot a bow yeah yeah there's there's a bow out there for anybody can shoot a bow um you know there there are people out there with only one arm and out there with no arms and they're shooting compounds yeah yeah and uh, you know the the first time i seen a one arm archer he was carrying a bow and had to quiver on it had one arm then i noticed a little little bite tab on there that they, yep. they bite up and, and draw it back and uh and then some that you know they'll have a little mechanical release they can release and yeah. um i actually met um the one arm archer matt stutzman oh okay and he has he is born with no arms and he shoots a compound bow that's amazing amazing you know i'd seen a video of him shooting in, in the olympics and you know when i got the meeting uh nebraska has an outdoor expo every year up at ponca state park and I went up there and volunteered to help out in first the archery area. <laughs> awesome. And uh and, and I met him up there and I talked to him for a while. He's he, you know, pretty interesting guy to talk to. And you know, when you don't have any arms and you still shoot a bow. So there's no reason why you can't. Yeah, that's that's a hundred percent. I got to I got to participate in an event at HHA USA. Um, the owner of HHA sites, Chris Ham, super great dude. Um, he hosts some some events. Um, up here in Wisconsin, and uh, I got to I got to one of those events, and you know you network a lot at an archery shoot. I got to meet a gentleman right. that shot with one arm, and so I I I got to participate, you know, in, in the first round with him, and he had that bite tab, and it was it was pretty it was inspiring but pretty impressive too that he loves this sport or loves this so much that that he's not letting an arm or not having an arm stop him from enjoying the sport you know uh it was it was impressive it was really really neat so uh, it, it's kind of eye-opening nothing stopped him from any any of the shots you know he, he, he tagged him out where we were tagging him and just had a great time with it super good dude yeah super good dude and we find that a lot in archery that you know majority of the people there's going to be the few that are you know the overly BHs. serious yeah <laughs> yeah you know uh, but most of them, you know, I've talked to archers that, you know, hey, they're struggling and the guy they're shooting against, you know, is, a, you know, archer is their level and higher and they're helping them out in yeah. the competition where they're shooting against them and they're helping them out get better. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's the thing that, you know, a lot of archers will do. And then, then of course, you'll have a few that, you know, they're, they're going to do everything they can to mess you up. And but you don't find very many of those. And you no. can tell those are because nobody's hanging around them when they're not yeah. shooting. <laughs> yeah, they, they stick really, really tight inside their own little circles. Um, but most most people, if I mean, you can get thrown in a group of four people that you, you don't have any familiarity with. And by the time, you know, you're three or four targets into it, you know, you're jibber jabbering and, and, and networking and meeting people and sharing stories and laughing, and having a good time. You know, it's it's quite a sport. It really is quite a sport. Yeah. And well, that's why I like the podcast, because, you know, would we have ever met or, or talked in person, you know, because you're, you're a couple states away. Yeah. And, right. you know, now, now I know somebody, you know, it's it, all over the world. And, you know, when, you know, with just all you, all you need, the requirements to be on the podcast is uh, internet connection and install the zoom app. And we start talking archery. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. And about 10 minutes of guidance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's, there's a lot that you had to help me with so but we got there That's yeah well we're, we're doing something a little bit different on this one that we don't normally do so 
um, you know, we'll get into that. Those that are listening in, um, we have some special stuff coming up. Those that are watching, you're actually going to see some amazing stuff here. We've got an app we're going to talk about and as well as everything else. And uh, it's going to be, you know, a lot of fun. We'll get into that here in a little bit. But, you know, right now I want to hear, you know, more about Jeremy and, and what he's doing in archery and how it's going with him and maybe even some of the stories. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when it, when it comes back to the networking side of, of archery to me, um, I don't know if I've ever been involved in anything, you know, even with sports back in, in high school or, you know, through my college years, I've met more genuine, honest people, you know, straight shooters um, in the sport of archery, I think than I have in most walks of my life, you know, um, and that's, and that's just kind of one of those deals that I think that that really kind of draws me to archery, you know, um, there, there's, there's a lot of things and, you know, and archery's gotten me through a lot, you know, through, you know, HHA is one of those, one of those companies too. They help a lot with the military and law enforcement um, and first responders. Um, and they really reach out toward that military um, demographic, you know, to help people, uh, you know, cause they recognize what archery can do for folks who are having tough times in their life, you know? Um, right. And that's, that's something that really draws me toward it. You know, archery is one of those things that um, I have to overcome, you know, my shot, I have to break it clean. Um, I, there's a lot of times I want to rush the shot or, or I get antsy on the shot. Um, but I, I've got to be able to, to focus and be able to execute that shot properly in order for it to be a good shot downrange. Um, and that's, that's just kind of one of those deals that I really, really enjoy about the sport. You know, it's one of those most mind clearing type things for me. As frustrating <laughs> as archery can be. Um, it really is one of those sports that can really clear your mind too, you know, and, and it's pretty therapeutic. Yeah, well, when you when you're doing your shot, your only focus is on where you want the arrow to go, and and it just forces you to concentrate so much on that, and basically tune out everything else. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, I, I know I've talked to people that you know when they're shooting, you know, the, the kids are down there. It's like make all kinds of noise you want, do anything you want, because it helps yeah. them focus on it, and that way, you know, if you get in a big event, you know, last thing you want to do is you know shooting it you know in small ranges or by yourself and be completely quiet and then all of a sudden you get into an event and there's all this noise background yeah you know and then now you can't concentrate but if you're used to it, it's like yeah no big deal that's quiet compared to my normal environment yeah right right i i learned that we i've got a son he's 21 years old now he doesn't hang around me and uh talk as much as he used to as far as when i'm shooting my bow but if you can get past those those distractions of your of your kid playing behind you with something like that, you know, or those people talking and you want to be involved in that conversation, you, then you've done something. If you can shut that out and, and yeah. still execute a clean shot. Yeah, it's it just all a matter of, you know, just, you know, where your focus is. You know, archery is a, a, a big mental game. Oh, huge, huge mental game. And, and it's so weird. I, you know, I, I run a small pro shop um, and. I, I, I get the pleasure of being able to expose a lot of people to the sport of archery, um, or I get to see them grow in the sport of archery, you know, whether it's through just equipment or education in that sport. And a lot of it has to do with the, with the psychology of the shot. Um, right. if, if, if you get a shooter and they don't have faith or trust or confidence in a, an arrow or a release or a sight or something, that overloads them for whatever reason and and they cannot execute cleanly because they're thinking about why they can't hit the x as opposed to just hitting the x um and it's right. just such a weird perception to me 
Um, I mean, I'm guilty of it too, um, but I get to see it more, you know, from an external, from an external stance that, that this, whatever, and a release to me is, is a big thing. If the release isn't the right release, or if it isn't the right something, then the shot isn't going to be the best shot for them as possible. Um, which, which honestly, the release plays some sure. Uh, but it isn't the overall execution of the shot, you know, consistency is your biggest thing. Right. Um, it's, 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 it's interesting, you know, the psychology of, of executing that proper shot, you know. Well, and on one of the podcasts, we talked, the guy was telling the story about the guy was just as a, as a joke, just kind of messing around <laughs> and leaned way back to do his shot. And he was hidden. He was shooting really good. So he's, now that's why he shoots just in a weird, weird position and he's nailing it. You know, just one of the things, just did it kind of, you know, goof off and like, oh man, that worked. And it's not, nobody ever teaches that form. Yeah. No, but you don't see it, a lot of that. It worked. It worked for him. And, and it started off as, as basically just a joke, mate, you know, wow. goofing around and, you know, for yeah, him, that's... it worked for nobody else. It's probably going to work. <laughs> did, did you watch the Vegas event this year at all? Chris Schaff won it men's open. I, I watched parts of them. Okay, so he he has kind of a leaning back stance to it too. Not the typical, you know, vertical upright, um, chest right. out, shoot proud kind of execution, but he kind of has this lean back form to it. And obviously he won it, so he knows what he's doing, you know. But to me, that's that's indicative to you, you can get good at whatever form or format that you adapt. It takes practice and, and repetitiveness and then you have to try those things to make sure it's going to work because you can't just say, hey, I'm going to shoot like this and just make it the best I can because maybe it's actually hurting you more than helping you, you know, but. Right. Well, and then I've been coaching since 95 and, uh, you know, I have a process that I go through and I teach a certain way. And then I also teach you why I'm teaching that, you know, and I just well, don't, you know, don't, I don't say, well, do this do yeah. this because this is why you want to do it that way and now once i've done that now then we look at is this working for you you know try to if not then we're going to tweak it a little bit you know there, there's a few things that you know i don't like to do too far yeah. off because it it just makes it a whole lot harder in the long run but yeah. you, you know each you have to adapt and you know yeah. over the years i've taught hundreds of people how to shoot and i teach a lot of beginners you know, because, you know, working at, at you know, my own shop and in Vasper and Cabela's, you get mostly beginners in there, yeah, you know, yep. getting their first bow. So we're going to teach them. And when I had my store, my my thought was you buy a bow, I'm going to give you shooting instruction because I want you to be able to shoot good. Right. Right. There's a lot to it. If they don't if they don't hit the X or enjoy it within a short period of time after getting their bow um, or practicing or trying it for the first time ever. I think that we, that we have a high potentiality of losing that person, you know, from the sport of right. archery because it just, it doesn't, it uh, doesn't click. It doesn't give them those endorphins. It doesn't, is that it isn't as fun um, as their friends made it sound, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm a big advocate. And the first, the first few sessions is let's make it safe. So we're not hitting the forearm, um, you know, and we have proper grip. So we're not going to lose the bow, you know, we're, we're not going to send an arrow into the net back 40. Um, but then, you know, it's about having fun after that. And once, once they fall in love with it, and once they really connect with the sport of archery, that they can do this, um, then, then 
after that, it's going to be a, they, they're willing to go through the struggles of, of enjoying the sport of archery, you know, and the struggles of, you right. know, the right, the right, right arrows, you know, um, a different bow, a different this, a different that, trying this, you know, different size type of shooting, um, not just 3D, not just paper, not just hunting, you know. So um, I think they have to fall in love with the sport first, you know, and I, and I, and I, I I've known that for a long time. Um, but I, I heard that on a, I want to say his name is George Reyes. Um, he's a big coach. Um, does he's got he's got some really good YouTube videos out there. But he mentioned that on that on that YouTube video that 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 the youth have to fall in love with the sport first before or if they hit any ad, adverse or negative or um, any resistance, they're not gonna they're not gonna want to continue on with the sport because they, they don't love it, you know, in that fashion. So I'm a big advocate proponent of making it fun and making it something that they're gonna want to come back tomorrow and try again, you know. Yeah, it's not all about, you know, okay, here's your form. You got to do this. You got to practice. You know, you're going to shoot the same targets every time. Right. And, you know, it's like, okay, after a while, it gets boring shooting five spots or the three spot or a single spot or whatever yep. you're doing. And there are so many different types of targets. Um, For real. You know, uh, the, you can play darts. It's a great yeah. big, you know, two foot square dartboard that you shoot yep. at with your bow. Uh, there's tic-tac-toe ones, which is it's fun to fun to play because you get yeah. five arrows. You got to get yep. three in a row. Yeah, nice one. It's like okay, if somebody's got a spot you want, you can shoot that same spot and take it away if you get closer to the center. So now there's a lot yep. of strategy because you only got five shots, and yeah. you know that's a lot of fun. And and you know there's uh, cards. You know there was a big layout of a deck of cards, so you can you can play whatever card game you want. And you got your five arrows. There's your five, your, your yep. five cards. Go pick what you want, and closest to center keeps the card. And yep. um, you know, then there's, um, I'm drawing a blank. There's a couple more that I don't remember oh, right now. Absolutely, you know, there, there's field shoots. Um, I've never done a field shoot. Um, I, I was actually hoping to actually do one this year. Um, it just didn't work out for time. Um, field shoot is is uh, I don't have you ever done a field shoot, Roy? Long time ago. Yeah, uh, I did one. I think we shot 40, 50, and 60 yards. Yeah, so there's, it's kind of a combination between paper and 3D is what I'm kind of learning. Um, it, it I, I think there's a misconception that only target archers or um, only, only a certain level of archer can enjoy a field shoot. Um, but what I'm learning, um, and I'll participate in some field shoots here before too long, what I'm learning is anybody with a bow um, a bow hunting setup or anything like that can't participate in a field shoot because they have a bow hunter class or a bow hunter division. Uh, and right. it's, it's just kind of one of those deals that it's another aspect or another, um, another venue to, to go out and another reason <laughs> to go out and shoot your bow, you know, I mean, right. I mean, that's, that, that's what we absolutely love doing. And, and where else are you going to spend that little money to go out and spend time with your friends for three or four hours and have a good time, you know? Yeah. You know, 10, 15, 20 dollars to go out right. and shoot. And yeah. if you go to a movie, you're gonna spend that or more. And you know, it's yeah, going to movies okay, but much more fun to go shoot an yeah. event and and you know, like, you know, if you and I go on with I I used to go with a, a friend of mine. Um, you know, he's the, he's dead now, but uh um we'd go out and who got to give it, who had to take it on the way home. We didn't care if we were last or next to last or first or second, you know, in the overall scheme of it, you know, it's like, we're just competing against each other. And yeah. it was, it was just fun and, you know, make him a little better and make me a little better. And, 
you know, yeah. and it, it, we were kind of really close, you know, as far as skill at the time that, you know, it didn't really matter because some weeks I'd win, some weeks he'd win and, and then you get taking your kids out yeah, uh, doing that. And, you know, I was taking my kids out. There was so, it was like, I think they had a like five pound compound bow, you know, just a real kid because they're really small and they couldn't stick it in. It wouldn't stick in the foam. So yeah. they shot it. If they hit foam, they got five points. You know, they automatically got five points because you can't yeah. always tell where it hit. And like, so yeah. there was always there. And it's like, don't worry about where you're going to shoot. Get up where you can hit it. Yes, right. You know, because we, you know, we didn't care. You know, if you if you have to get five feet away from it to hit it, get five feet away to hit it. He goes, that keeps them enthused. And, right. and right. you know, now you can go in there and now they're having fun. They're hitting it. And, um, yeah. You know, because they don't have the real sharp points on some of those really kids' bows and you know, once you start going, you can put the little sharper ones on because, you know, when you get five, six-year-olds, they're yep, not yep. quite as careful of those tips as they should yep. be. But, um, you know, I, I taught all my kids to shoot bows when they was really young. And, you know, they, they had a lot of lot of fun shooting. And I think get a kick going out there and, and, you know, doing what, you know, doing what dad's doing or uncle or friend or, or you know, brothers are doing. You know, they get a kick out of that, you know, and it's it's different targets. You know, if, if you shoot a 3D course, you know, one might be a polar bear or a, or a black bear or a deer or um, a frog or, you know, there's just got a lot of different different cool targets out there, you know, big. Oh, foot. yeah. And, you know, the, the kids get a kick out of that, you know, and they'll remember that, you know, when they when they get when they get older, you know, and they and they and life is chasing them and they're chasing life. I'm hoping it comes full circle for a lot of these young kids that they're like, man, I remember doing that when I was a kid. And it was so much fun. Yeah. And then, you know, then they have the ability to, to get back into the sport, you know? Yeah. When I first started going to three days there, there wasn't all these um, unique targets, <laughs> you know, you've got your bear and your pig and your, and yep. your uh, a boar, you know, your, your pig, your bear, your deer, um, and a few other ones like that. And, you know, they, they have added, you know, all the other little critters and, and animals and, you know, imaginary animals. They got some cool stuff <laughs> yeah. out there. Yeah. You know, dinosaurs. Yeah. And, you know, all yeah. kinds of stuff. Have you ever participated in a an, an R100 shoot at all? No, I haven't. Um, so uh, r100.org is the website and they have them, they have them all over the place. It's like, I want to say there's might be 15 shoots this year. They're on the app. Um, well, we can talk about that uh, a little bit too. Maybe I'll, I'll show a couple of them out there. But the R100, um, it, it's Reinhardt targets, but they have a life-size giraffe as one of their targets. Oh yeah. And there's a six-foot step ladder to go to go get your arrow. And I mean, <laughs> it's just it is such a cool target. You know, they got and they've got they got elephants and they got Black Death or a uh, Cape Buffalo, dinosaurs, and you know, just a bunch of really really cool stuff. Um, so it, I mean, those targets, the targets nowadays are way better that, you know, and then we were shooting, we were younger, you know, yeah. Yeah, the same three or four deer and, 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 and the boar and the pigs kind of a deal, but man, there's, there is some really cool stuff out there nowadays. Yeah. And speaking of R100, you'd actually brought it up. So let me go ahead and share my screen here. And for those listening, you know, we can't really see what's going on, but those that get to watch, if you want to watch it, make sure you join the, uh, Arch Talk 101 Facebook group or my YouTube channel, they'll be out there. But uh, um, yeah, there's it's a pretty nice little site here and all kinds of different stuff. There's uh, there is one top events. Yep. Um, you know, we'll click on events and then oh, 
Homer, Georgia, March 17th and 19th. Yeah, Roanoke, Texas. Texas, end of March. Uh, Godfrey, Illinois. I don't know what, what, I don't know, W-E-T-U-M-P-K-A, Alabama, <laughs> in April. Uh, Stanton, Virginia, in, in May. Sturberg, Massachusetts, on June 9th. Yeah, they've got quite a few Ohio. events. Yep. So that Sparta, Iowa. Wisconsin one right there, that Sparta one, we'll, we're going to try to attend that one again. We've we've hit that one the past three years in a row. Um, it's a really, really nice course. Very, very family-friendly oriented um, events. You know, they're, they're really, really good. So there's that. There's actually a picture of that giraffe. Oh, yeah. There it is for those. Yeah. yeah the, the, for those that can't see the picture. The guys in stunning in front of it don't even come up to the belly of the giraffe. Yeah. And let's just so say it's an average, average size. You know, some of those guys are probably six foot and you know, they're, they're not yeah. at the belly yet. So. Yeah. So that, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's, that's a neat venue. They got, but, but again, back to the targets, they, they, they really have some cool targets at these, at these events. Um, and they do a really good job of, of the flow. So you're not standing there waiting for, you know, for a long, long time, you know, to get a shot off and then whatnot. So. Um, they have, plus they have a lot of special or novelty shoots too. So, yeah. Uh, but that HHA USA mission right there, that's, that's definitely one that I'd like to visit about at some point. They, HHA, I'm a big, big advocate of these events right here. Um, HHA USA, uh, what Chris Ham is doing, um, working with, with, um, veterans and, and law enforcement. Uh, it's, it's, that's really where his, his passion is. You know, archery is a big passion of his obviously, cause he runs HHA sites. Right. Um, but but recently, the past few years, he's really, really come on with this HHA USA events. Um, so really, really good stuff. Really cool shoots. They, they use different venues, local venues here in Wisconsin. Um, I, my, my assumption is, is they're going to grow and continue to grow because I, I see a lot of really good stuff in that arena, especially for our veterans. Um, so we definitely have them on the app, too, So which is which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that here in a little bit. But uh, I know you said you had... Um... Uh, a pro shop. Uh, yeah. Let us know what's going on with that and how we get a hold of you. And yeah, so the pro shop I've had for four years. It's, it was kind of one of those. I, I, I live in a small town, population five hundred and fifty people, um, and uh, the pro shop is one of those things where I just I absolutely love the sport of archery, and I love helping people. So why not combine both of them, you know, and try to open up my own shop? Like I said, I've done a lot of different things in, in this in the industry of archery. And you have a um, website for your shop. Yeah, the, so the shop is called Badger State Adventures, and um, what I was hoping to do at some point was was to have multiple shops, and to be able to get more people involved in the outdoor sports, whether it was through just archery or kayaking or biking. Um, but you know, I opened the shop four years ago, and as we all know, the past four years have been nothing but a rodeo right. for every small business out there and everybody out there, honestly. Um, so it, it has, it has, and it has had its challenges, um, you know, all the way through. Um, and then, and then the biggest part is time, you know, with, with trying to run the app full time and try to do a pro shop full time, it's kind of a rodeo. So, um, yeah. very small shop. We pulled the range back quite a bit. I, I sell elite archery. Um, they were, they were happy to, happy to be on the shelves of a small archery shop. So I give them a lot of credit for that too. So. Yeah. And if, if you have a website, you want to share it, you can go ahead and share it if you want to. Yeah, badgerstateadventures.com. Yeah, badger yeah. You know, that would, that's the, that would yeah. be the easiest way to, to, to get there. 
Yeah, if you have it ready, go ahead and share your screen and, and we'll I, take I a look at your actually, website. I'm oh. not that I'm not that fast with that stuff. Oh. <laughs> um, and honestly, my fear is if I click anything out of my parameter, that I'm going to lose everything. Uh, again, for a guy that created a website, I am not, or an app, I'm not that guy to um, to be able to mess around too much on computers and stuff. So, oh, so what did you I, say it was? Uh, Badger, Badger State Adventures. Yep. Yep. If I can bring it up here, if I can, there we go. Badger State Adventures. Let me go ahead and share my screen. Because you, you have your screen, your, your screen is set up to share something else a bit later. Yes, correct. So, okay, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Make sure it was the right one. <laughs> so that picture is actually me in Wyoming quite a few years ago. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, I was I was getting ready. That bull that bull had to come in another twenty yards, and he'd have been in trouble. Um, but he, he just sat out there and circled looking for his cows. He was a good bull. I mean, I don't, I don't know if he'd quite go 320, but he was a pretty good bull. Um, what, a, what a great time. Like, I mean, I remember that hunt now looking at that picture. My, my best friend took that picture from me and, and, uh, and whatnot. So. so just out of your range, huh? Just, just out of my effective range. And I'm not that guy to be, to be chucking carbon out there for no reason. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I just, I just, I, I'm, a, I'm an okay shot, but I'm not, I'm not that guy. So. He's probably out there getting bigger for somebody else. Yeah. Well, let's go down here. You've got equipment, archery hunt, camping. Yeah. So that that picture, that center hunt, that picture there, that was actually with with my best friend and and uh, his cousin, a good buddy of mine, Alex. And uh, that was in a Montana bighorn sheep hunt. Oh. They, they, they drew a tag and I, I just went to help spot and tried to do some videography work and and uh, just enjoyed hanging out with some guys out out hunting so yeah, that was it, just it a be, really cool picture yeah it can it can be uh, fun you know if you're not the shooter you know yeah. to get in there and help them out to help them get theirs and yeah. oh, it's it's something special about you know if you're if if you if you are successful and, and there's I mean everybody who's ever hunted knows that if you're successful uh, it's just it's just the highlight icing on the cake type deal, uh, but honestly, the adventure, the adventure, and being out there—that's what we go for, you know. Being outdoors and yeah, it's got a little fishing gear yeah. in there as well. Yep. Yeah, that far left picture, the guy with the musky. That's a buddy oh, of mine yeah. that owns, he owns muskie operations up here in Wisconsin. He guides for muskies and I got to go fishing with him a few times and, and I've caught a couple on, on his, his expertise and, and he's got a, he's got, his passion for muskies is my passion for archery. He absolutely <laughs> loves chasing that fish, man. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome to talk with him. He puts off a pretty cool vibe. So uh, that's my son there on an antelope hunt in Wyoming. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's his first time ever out there out west to hunt, and, and uh, he was successful. He ended up shooting a nice goat, uh, probably 70, 72, 73 inches, something like that, you know, and that was pretty exciting for me to take him out there out west and, and, uh, yeah. and hunt with him. So it was just kind of a neat picture I took. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. I haven't, I haven't yeah. actually been on this for a little while. Um, <laughs> I need to update some stuff on there looking at it, but man, when you get, when you, when you, when we're as busy as we are, it's, it's time to get hit all of the, all of the boxes yeah. to get everything check marked off, you know? 
I know I've got a couple of uh, websites that, you know, I, I do, but I don't have time to spend too much time on them. You know, you know, I, I have archtalk11.com and, you know, we put the podcast out there. It's like, oh man, it's been a while. I was like, yep. I had like episode 40 something was out there. So I had to get all caught up. It's like, oh, yes. shit, all these out here. And <laughs> yeah. So what you were going to do on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday is now diverted to doing other things Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday to get caught up. <laughs> And yeah. then it feels like it puts you behind on everything else. And oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep, I totally understand that. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a lot of fun. And, you know, it's kind of nice when you build up the website. And I, I do a lot of it myself so that, you know, I do it the way I want. And then, you know, eventually I'll just say, okay, here, um, go out to Fiverr someplace and say, here, this is what I have. This I want it to look like this. And then just go make the changes. <laughs> yes, that's it, it's a lot more simplistic that way. Yeah, and, and you know, you do a pretty good job. I had a um, an image I had created. Um, I was putting together an online coaching program, and I had a background, you know, like the ad to, to sell the program. And I went after and had them create. It. It's like, hey, here's here's what I wanted, and and they they created the image for it. So you know that it's it's kind of nice when you can have other people do things for you but it it always blows my mind when i when i'm talking with somebody who who is creative um or you know like an icon or an image or a video or music um it always amazes me how talented people really are you know when they when i'm like oh, this is what i'm thinking and then they develop it and you're like holy cats it's better it's better than i thought it would be you know <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty cool yeah it, it definitely is and I know there's there's just so many things you can do, and sometimes you're better off to pay somebody else to do it than do it yourself. And and you know if you have more money than time, then you buy you pay somebody to do it. If more time than money, then you're stuck doing more of it yourself. Yeah. And well, I, I've got to tell you, with with creating an app, and I know nothing about coding um, or website building or any of that stuff, um, but I, I love the idea of what I had. And the, the folks that I visited with on, on, you know, you pitch the idea to see if there's any sort of validity to it, right? Right. Um, and I, I hired a young guy that I knew to, to start coding. And he got it to a certain point. It wasn't very far into, you know, the, the overall what the app is. But I got to see some images and I got to see some stuff, some functionality. And I was like, gosh, that's, that's a pretty good idea still. I, I really like it. I, I think it's got a shot. Um, I, I know it can help the archery industry. And before COVID, the archery industry needed a lot of help. You know, there were, there were just not, a, 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 the numbers weren't there for people participating. Um, you know, sales were down, you know, and it was, you know, in areas that I know of anyway, of course it's, you know, it's right. subjective everywhere you're at, but, um, but I, I got to see a little bit of, of what the app was. And he, he, uh, he ended up getting so busy that he couldn't devote or dedicate time to the app. So we had a divestiture, uh, we separated. And then um, I'm like, gosh, I, I really like this idea. And the more time I talk with friends, they're like, yeah, just, just go for it. So the whole money over time thing, even if I had the time, I, it, I, I just, it's such a big build, you know, there's so much right. to an app. Um, and so I started trying to quantify a lot of these, a lot of these companies and try to find some place to work and help me out with the very limited budget that I have. Cause when you tell your wife, you want to spend X amount of dollars. And then she goes, well, how much do you think it's going to make? And I don't know. Um, it's really hard to have, have her on board with that. You know what I mean? So, um, 
we uh, we 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 end up settling with settling, but we end up working with a company out of out of Minnesota, um, and they they transfer down to Florida and stuff. But they have a team, you know, located all over the all over the world, people that I get to talk with. But um, I I talk to them, and archery is one of those sports, and an app is one of those sports where if if you are not from an outdoor background or archery background or any of that, it's really hard to explain because there's no connectivity um, sometimes to what I'm trying to explain or what, what I'm trying to right. uh, bring across or paint that picture kind of a deal. So there's, there's some disconnects periodically. Um, but honestly with, with zoom calls or, or with Skype or with st- technology nowadays, you could just jump right on a conversation right there and just, and just talk about it. And, and then within you know a few weeks or so you have, you have that idea being built. So it's really awesome. You know, in that arena, technology blows my mind, man. It really does. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's freaking yeah. awesome. I mean, look, look at what we're doing. I mean, we're jibber jabbing right now and you're in Nebraska and I'm in Wisconsin. And um, I mean, it's just like, we're sitting next to each other, you know, like, like we've done this before in the past, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. And you know, it doesn't matter as long as you have an internet connection. I've, I've had people on the podcast from South Africa, uh, Serbia. Um, That's amazing. You know, um, uh, Belgium and you know just all over the world and That's yeah so cool. the, the only requirement is either you speak English or we can translate the English you know yeah. so uh you know sure. now with like the the Google Translate you know we could even do one where they type it in and, and I I translate it and I repeat it and then I can translate it back into whatever their language is and and post it and, and you know ask questions and you know it's awesome. be a little little bit more of um uh you know a little more of a challenge but yeah. hey it's doable, doable. absolutely doable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so if you can't speak english very well we don't care yeah we'll, we'll find somebody that can <laughs> yep yep you know yeah. or we'll translate it <laughs> yeah translating it's 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 pretty cool it's it's neat yeah you know and especially yeah. especially in like in the in the world of apps and stuff you know we're starting to see some or i'm starting to see but it may probably because i pay more attention to it now but seeing more apps come out, you know, for the archery, archery industry, you know, archery is kind of one of those sports that it seems like, even though with all the cool technology and the bows, it seems like it takes a little bit of time for archery to kind of really get going with, with certain technology and stuff, you know? Right. Um, I mean, that's why, that's, I mean, honestly, we're looking at, at advertising our first like real major advertising push in, in a magazine, you know? Um, and then, and then we'll start focusing into, online um you know influencers and stuff you know but but we're gonna we're gonna go first with pro shops and clubs and you know that magazine yeah. or hard print is still a viable source for for marketing and archery right so, yeah yeah you know especially you get in those that are focused towards archers yeah. um you're going to be there you know probably advertising in uh one that you know focuses on other aspects of what's going on you know probably not the place to go but, right. um, you know, like in life or something like that, you know, uh, just when it popped in my head, you know, yeah. probably not going to do very good in that one because how many archers are watching it? Or Correct. It, you know, correct. Right. Right. Like, like true at the end of the day, demographic for archery. Yeah. Yeah. We're actually right. looking at right now. It's just, it's inside archery is what we're looking at doing, you know, and like I said, it's more geared toward pro shops and clubs and yeah. Um, just, just people we've been visiting with for a while now. So, but yeah, hard print advertising, you know, that's what we're looking at doing. So, well, that, and I think now's the time. It's like, I think you have access to actually showing us the app um, on the podcast. So, all right. 
I know we set up beforehand, so as long as it still works, uh, yeah, you know, we're okay, going to have folks. a treat here. Yeah, bear with uh, us, okay? <laughs> yeah, Jerry's going to share his screen of his phone, the app we're that's installed try. on it. Um, I installed it on my phone and and, and signed up, so um, he's just going to go over and we'll, we'll try and tell you what's going on so that those that uh, are listening, uh, you might have to download it in... So he's brought up his screen and it's actually pretty good. It says talks on the top archery connected. Did it come and up? Yeah, it's it's up. I can see it. You're on profile and huh. subscription. So um go ahead and talk about your app and take us through it. Okay. So uh well, I guess I'll start at the beginning. So Toxin was created to try to get guys like me and Roy and and, and hopefully you guys that are listening. Um the ability to find and locate archery events more easily and consistently. Uh, I see, I see on Facebook all the time. There are people asking, are there any events here or any events there? There are groups. Um, but we all know that Facebook and other social media platforms don't do the archery industry any favors. Um, you can have a thousand likes and, you know, they post something and only two or three people, you know, will like it and only a handful of people are seeing it. Um, so I, I kind of lean toward, creating a community or an environment that a club can post their events in and, and more importantly, the end user can go and see and find all that information. Um, so that's where toxin kind of stemmed from or came from was, was I've just, I want to know where my, where my events are and I want to go there. So uh, this is the homepage that we have on the app itself. It is free to download guys. And it's also free for pro shops and clubs to be on. Um, you know, like I said, I'm just, I'm just trying to connect the dots between shooters and shoots or events. So um, we'll, we'll try to do the Reader's Digest version here. So profile, that's uh, pretty self-explanatory. It's just going to be what you set up. You can add stuff about, you know, bows and arrows if you want to add that in there. My subscriptions is a relatively new, um, a relatively new feature that we just added. So when I click this, it's going to bring up all of these different clubs um, or, or pro shops. And we can scroll through here. So we're just going to go back to the top. I'm going to subscribe to that event. After I subscribe to that event, um, now if they if they have any sort of push notification or anything, I will get notified on that. Um, because I'm in Wisconsin, I don't need to know what's going on in um, Michigan or Ohio or something. So you can you can subscribe to any event or or venue that you want. So um, also from this screen, view events what they have coming up. Start time, stop time, all the information is right there for you. So we'll get into a couple other features here. And I don't, I don't wanna I don't want to go too crazy on my features by any means, guys. Um, but I just wanna really, really scratch the surface and let you just kind of see what I'm trying to do. Um, calculators, uh, this is actually, you know, front of center calculator, bow speed, kinetic energy, momentum, um, and let off calculator. Pretty simplistic. All that information is right there. It's free to download. So that information is right there for you. Um, it's always nice to know where you're at with your bow. I, I, I feel that the more you know about it, the better of an archer you're going to be. So um, these two closest venues, no matter where you travel, no matter where you're at, as long as they're on the app, it will give you your two closest venues at all time, which is kind of a neat feature. Yeah, that's so, kind of cool. <laughs> um, we went to Wyoming and, and I, I watched that app. And as I was traveling, it just kept giving me updates on what my closest venues were. So I open this up and this is events or a map. 
and everything is color coded. I should put a key on here. I'll write that down. But so it gives you your two, your, your closest venues at all times, um, no matter where you're at. So if we scroll out a little bit, if it will let me, and it won't, so that's okay. We'll just go with it. So if you tap on those icons, each icon that you tap on, that information will come up. Okay. So let's go to, and you guys are actually let's go let's go to Nebraska. Do we have that? Nebraska has a huge event. Um, is that in September, Roy? Do you know offhand? August. So that it's the Nebraska bow hunters banquet yeah. down there. And let's just let's do this, guys. Let's filter. For some reason, it's not letting me zoom in and out. So filters is kind of cool. So we can filter. We don't want to see events. We don't want to see pro shops, archery parks. Um, so let's leave it there. We do have to go. Oh, I can't get to the bottom of this. Bugger. So at the very bottom, and I can't I can't get there. It won't let me zoom up. There we go. Maybe a little bit there. Oh, I lost my screen. What did I, what did I do, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looks like your calendar is just <laughs> yeah. yeah with the Archer Talk podcast here. <laughs> All right, so let's try. There we go. We're sorry, guys, that little technical difficulties. Yeah, well, so, like, like I say, if you have more than two parts in electronics, you're bound to failure. <laughs> okay, so now we're just seeing. Um, there it is. We're there just we seeing what I filtered out. So Nebraska Bowhunters Association, if I tap that again, they actually have a, oh, I got to zoom in. A little different than the app, a lot easier on the app. Yeah. So if we click that name, it comes up with a description of what the event is. This is really cool. We can get driving directions right to that event from the app. So if you know there's an event coming up, you don't know how to get there. If you click driving directions, it tells you exactly how to do that. So we can start and go from there. So the app is really, really user-friendly in the terms of, of trying to get us, the end user, to um, that venue. I'm waiting for that to disappear. It's kind of nice that it, it'll bring up Google Maps. So you don't have to just copy the address and paste it in, in Google Maps and just takes you right there. Correct. We had all sorts of stuff popping up. Um, and then you, you can subscribe from there. Also a link to the website. So if there's any information on the website that you guys want to get into, um, it's a link right there from the app. So provides contact information, um, events coming up. So there's a lot of features to it that's really going to help the end user out as far as being able to find an event. So um, Chippo Bow Hunters, all of their information here. I don't know if they have any events left this year, but let's check. Okay, here we go. So they do have they do have two two events. See all two dates. Um, start time, stop time, which is important because you don't know if you missed it or not. So, which is kind of, that's good information right there. Yeah. So, uh, we'll go back to the home page here or try to. Um, those now, events. Oh, go ahead. Now, with with this, is this uh, just events in the United States, or do you have Canada and other countries? Or? Yeah. So currently, it is just the United States. Um, so, if I go back to the map, it'll kind of give you an idea of what we have going on. Um, so I, I was been a, a talking with folks from Canada and trying to get some of their venues on, but at the time, 
Canada was actually getting shut down uh, when I was jibber jabbering with them. And they, they weren't sure if they were going to be able to even get together to shoot their bows, um, which sucks. Yeah. Uh, so I have not revisited any of those. I don't know where Canada sits right now as far as, as um, restrictions. Um, so I didn't want to push my luck there, you know, to, to visit with those. So you can see we're East Coast, West Coast right now down in Texas. Uh, so the color code, I'll just break this down. All of these orange with the little blue sh or the little orange shooters guys, stick guys, those are all clubs. That is a club. I mean, those, that's a place to go and shoot your bow. The blue is an event. It's different from a club because it's a larger, typically a larger event. These specifically are MAF events or mountain archery fest. Um, a lot like a tack event or a Western hunt fest. I mean, really, really cool, big events. Um, the red shopping cart is a pro shop. So if you're traveling and, and these are the only pro shops that I have signed up so far in the app. If you're traveling, let's say you're going to Michigan bear hunting or something like that. Um, we'll zoom out a little bit, get back into this. And you, you're going to be up in this area and you, let's say you have a bow issue, you know, um, you need a bow tech, something bad happened. You can actually get into this, tap that icon, get your closest to St. Croix Outdoors, pro shop with indoor and outdoor ranges, start time, stop time, link to the website. You can find all the information there. Um, it's just super fast to be able to find it. And so um, that's kind of what, what I'm really trying to get done with Toxin is connect connect archery to archers you know um purple the little tree that's actually a a uh, archery park it's it's a it's a free place um to go and shoot your bow uh this one actually is i believe in Menominee or bryce lake wisconsin right you can get driving directions right there to it a little bit of information if there's a check-in or a sign in it you know whatever whatever that information there is for the end user so just a lot of just a lot of really neat ways to connect archery to archers. So yeah, uh, we'll get back into the homepage. And I don't think there's I don't think there's much more that I can go too in depth on. I mean, other than people just getting in and and, and asking questions and checking it out. Um, messages. That's where you're going to get you know those uh, push notifications from the club. Um, my calendar. So this is kind of cool. Uh, we followed HHA a little bit ago. We subscribed to them. When we log into my calendar, and this is a brand new update, so it will get better as I, as I grow the app, but you can see the highlights. Those are an event. There's something going on there. So we can click on that, and it brings up what event that is. It's an HHA USA event, Mission 26. Um, it looks like I need to add my mileage and stuff to this. But um, So that's, that's kind of a neat feature there as far as you can subscribe, and then every week, every, every month, you can go in and go, okay, there's an event on the 18th, man. Let's, let's go shoot our bows, Roy. Uh, HHA 27 has an event. Um, you don't have to try to find it on Facebook or try to find it someplace else. Um, it's, it's all going to be right there on the app. Once we get the app growing and get more folks involved, you know, once they, once they realize the, the simplicity and the easiness of it. So uh, my calendar, my community, that will actually be replaced with a new feature we have coming. I'm not going to bring that feature up just yet um, because it's still, it's still very early in its, in its progress. So um, and of course, we have some stuff for advertising here. This is uh, Black Eagle Arrows. I'm a big fan of them. Um, all, all advertising is done by me because uh, I don't want, you know, like when I'm on an app sometimes and I, everything's are flashing in my face or um, they just irritate me. Um, also, I don't, I don't want stuff like, I don't want pantyhose advertisements on my archery app. So, you know, like from right. everybody else. So 
um, you know, that kind of a deal. But, but if there's something across there that you're interested in, you can tap that. It takes you right to the website. So um, just a lot of really, really cool ways to, to connect archery. So, um, but at its core, we're really just trying to let people know where there's a place to shoot. Because most of the time when I'm talking with folks, it's, oh, I forgot they had a shoot last weekend or I didn't get there or something. Um, or I didn't know about it was the biggest one when I was, when I'd visit with people. So let's figure out a way to let people know about it. We can share the screens. We, we can share it to Facebook. We can share it to um, ta uh, text or, or uh, Facebook messenger. Um, you know, there's just a lot of ways to be able to, to, to connect. So it's, 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 it's a simplistic app that I think is going to really, once it grows and clubs and pro shops see the benefits of what this thing will do for them. Uh, I think it's going to be an easier way to connect the dots between shooters and shoots. So, yeah, it looks like it's got a, a lot of a lot of information in it now, and and I can just see it growing to be, you know, the the app to have if you're trying to find anything. And well, I'm hoping the information is always there. So uh, there's a lot of times that I'll be like, man, I, I saw something come across Facebook a while ago. It, it was a shoot I wanted to go to with a buddy of mine. Couldn't remember the name of the, of the venue or, or much about it, but I knew it was in a certain area. Um, then you have that ability to even go in and filter, you know, a lot of, a lot of you know, filter by dates, distance. I mean, so you can really knock it out to where you can you can find your next event. If you're not a 3D shooter and you just want to shoot paper, you know, Vegas or um, 3D, oh, I'm sorry, paper or Vegas or five spot, then you can you can filter all that out. And and if that's if that's posted, how they set it up, it filters everything out. Now you know where all of the all of your paper shoots are. Same thing with 3D, you know. If you just want to shoot 3D, you can you can toggle that and, and go there. Again, it's just it's just simplistic. I want to reset because of all that information. But we got we have quite a bit. So I, I get this question often, Roy, about like, what why don't I just add all these events or all these clubs or all this stuff out there? And the biggest reason I don't just add a bunch of clubs is the club has the, the most information, the fastest. So if I post an event on here that I see on, on Facebook or it comes across my desk, somebody sends me and they have a cancellation for whatever reason uh, due to weather or, or something, I, I don't have that information. Right. People from the club or club members or, or somebody associated or affiliated with that venue or event will have that information. And, and they're going to be able to update that app a lot faster than me. And the last thing I would want to do is have somebody come in that, that there's no event there, you know, because I want the information. Yeah. There. Um, and then the other thing is, is I, I try my hardest to, to validate each venue as an actual venue. Um, the last thing I want is someone creating a uh, come shoot my, you know, my backyard type deal. Um, that's not a, a, uh, a, a valid venue. Um, for it, you know, I just don't want any weird things happening, you know, so I try to validate at least it, it's at least a club or a pro shop, um, some sort of venue. So, oh, uh, there's that bow hunter jamboree, actually. That's, that's what you guys have for, um, Nebraska out there. Yeah. August 3rd through the 6th. 
You can add it to your phone's calendar and set up reminders and stuff that way. Again, click, get directions, share it. Just a really neat features to be able to get people involved in the sport of archery. Yeah, that, I, I can see this is going to be invaluable for somebody that wants to find an event. You're going somewhere and, and you know, for I'm, I'm going to a different state or something. I was like, okay, where's, where's some shoots? I'm going to take my bow. I want to do some shooting. Where can I go? And Right. Right. And we set everything up. When we set everything up, we, we require original, the uh, latitude and longitude. Because if you've ever tried typing in an address sometimes in a Google Maps, and oh, yeah. yeah, and it sends you not the right direction. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so everything that we try to do is very, very specific and very to the point. Um, all, all the information, and as long as the club or pro shop or, or the events puts that information in here, you're going to find it. Um, start time, stop times. You can only shoot Saturday. You know, you can figure out Saturday what's the 23rd. Oh, okay, it opens up at seven, so we can get there at seven and shoot, et cetera, et cetera. So. Well, and I can see too, you know, if you start adding them in yourself, that's that can be a massive task to do that when one person can add it and, and now you don't have to do all the all the work and you provide right. the platform and and they're they're advertising their event. Right. And, and it's, and it's like, again, it's free, you know, it's, it's free for a pro shop or free for a club to put on, um, to, to be on this, on this platform. You know, we want, we want your clubs, we want your pro shops, we want your events, um, all on here. Um, just because I want people to find places to go shoot their bows. Right. And I'm just, I'm just playing now. <laughs> so if, if you zoom in, you know, and every time you tap it, so if they had multiple events, White River Bowman, if they had five, four or five events, oh, they do. Every time you tap it, it'll cycle through all of their events. So outdoor 3D shoot, okay, we want to check that out. So we're just going to tap up here and it brings up that information about the shoot. And that would need to give prices for members and non-members. Yep, yep. yep. Um, again, it always takes you back to your original um, your original location because it's it's based off of your GPS, and you can have that turned off if you want to have it turned off. You know, I, I'm not I I'm not in this to get your information. I'm not in this to 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 buy a yacht. I'm in this to connect the sport of archery. And if this thing pays me back and we break even, we won. So um, <laughs> yeah. that's uh, honestly how I feel about it. And so. Um, Right now, the only way that I monetize this, and that's a question that I get quite a bit, is, is through advertising. Um, so we're hoping to be able to grow the platform and let the advertisers help grow the platform, you know, as far as features and whatnot um, for everybody. And, and if you guys have suggestions out there, you know, I'm inside the box so far, it's hard for me to, to get away from it sometimes. If you guys go, man, I think, I think this feature or, or that idea is so much better, um, let us know. I mean, we're, I'm, I'm trying to build this for everybody in the archery community. And, and it's very, you know, I'm very, very narrow focused in a lot of times, but if you have it, if you have advice or if you guys know of, of, a, of an, an event or something out there, send me their contact information, um, send them there, my contact information, let's, and let's connect the dots. So let's, let's just grow an archery app that is just designed to let people know where events are, you know.
Yeah, and the ads you have, uh, you know, are intrusive. You know, I remember back, you know, many years ago, that you had so many pop-ups, you know, you get this pop-up, you might have 20 screens popped up, and I got to try and close all those, and you close those, more pop-up, and, and or you go to a lot of these sites, and and they're constantly popping stuff up, you know, as you're scrolling down, now that pops up this, this advertisement, and you scroll right. down for this one pops up, and, you know, yours is just, if you want to, if you want to look at that, you click on it, you have to click on it to go to that site. Yep. Yeah, that that's, that's right. I didn't want to boggle anything down with, you know, with pop-ups or with advertising or with flashing or um, with any sort of other, other distractions on there. Um, I'm not out selling this to, you know, 500 different people all trying to get their little spots on my screen. That's already swollen up. Um, Right now we just have advertising on the homepage that may change someday because it does, it does have to at least break even. Um, But you know, that's what, that's what we're looking at doing. It, it is very, I try to make it very simplistic, very easy. Um, you know, I'm over, I'm over 40. I'm actually looking at 45 this year. Um, <laughs> so I wanted, I wanted to, that's right. I want, I want the information to be legible and usable, you know, so there's, you know, you can click on the calendar, click on get driving directions and, and, and the app just kind of does the work for you. I've used this feature driving directions so many times. Um, to, to get me where I need to go, as opposed to trying to type, type a name in, type an address in, um, you know, and, and, and do it that way. This, it's just so much easier for me to, to use this, this app. Yeah. And until you could have a, a, a button, that's just, you know, um, a link to, you know, your sponsors. And then there you could have a whole list of these people that that's supporting. And then with the affiliate links, you know, you, you click on it and then you make a little money and they, they get, you know, deals and, and, yeah. you know, it's, it's, yeah. I, I kind of run the, uh, the archery group the, the same way. It's like, you know, we don't advertise in the group, but you know, the group will get this information. They want information. They could say, Hey, I want to know more. Um, you know, so, but I can see this is maybe a, a link we might put in there because it's, it's got such information for archers to go get stuff. And well- and, and when you're a club, let's say, let's say, you know, you're in Nebraska and there's, you know, it's pretty sparse out there. As some of you guys know, if your yeah. club is having an event and let's say you're out here in this region, the Shattering Alliance, Scotts Bluff area. Um, if you're out there in this region, put a pin drop of where your club is. You might, you'll be surprised where people will travel to actually go shoot their bows. Oh yeah. Um, if you're putting an event together and something is going on out there, don't, don't, leave it to just the paperwork that you hung up down at the grocery store or at the local archery shop for the same 15, 20 people to, to see, you know, get, get some other shooters, grow your club. The only way they're going to find that is by, is by outlets like this um, or other, other areas that you're going to be able to do some different marketing in, you know, don't, don't rely on, on what worked for you in the past because it's things, things change, you know, oh, yeah. change drastically and quickly. Yeah. So, pretty much. Every, every week something has changed correct yeah this is a new one we just signed these guys up western hunt fest um learning a little bit about about some of these events uh it sounds it sounds like a very very cool event um out calling competition pack out competition uh, a lot of seminars like it's a it's a major event uh they, oh. they really do some cool stuff so um just some of the stuff that i that i get to visit with some of these folks you know and of course talking with with the uh, the guy that runs this he's, he's super good dude too um you know they have a passion for archery that's why they're putting on a major event 
You know, it's not, right. they, they honestly, I don't, I don't know if a lot of them look at this and go, man, I'm, this is going to make me a, this much money. They go, yeah, this, this area would be awesome for a 3d course or, or an event, you know, and, and they just, they put a lot of time, effort, work into it. Yeah. It is about making money because, you know, it's a business just the same as anything else, but right. um, at the same time, they, they have a passion for the sport of archery too, you know? Um, and I can say that for everybody that I've talked with on this, on this app, you really get a good vibe from them about, about what they, what they're trying to do. Um, you know, everything from mountain archery fest to, to, to beast mode archery, uh, in Nebraska bow hunters association, you know, they put on a huge event, multiple day event, right? It doesn't cost much to go shoot your bow for multiple days. They've got camping available and, 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 oh man, just, just there's just a lot to it, you know? And I, I, and I think that you know, more people can learn about where these events are, you know, they're, they're going to get out there and get it to these events. So. Yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of places that, you know, I think, you know, would be good for them to get on here and get, get some, some more people going in there and just get them advertised and. Yeah. I know there's nothing around the Omaha area. So I know the golden Arrow archer club is, is not signed up. So that might be something we want to get signed up and. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not, and again, you know, it's not, it's not that we're, we're asking any sort of monetary, you know, number right now. It is, it really is about, it really is about if, if somebody in, in, in Lincoln cannot know about that club or pro shop. And right. Crap, they're, they're well, there. Prairie, Prairie Bowman is in Lincoln. So there's okay. two clubs right here that are in that area uh, that, you know, we need to see if we can get in there too. So right. I, I know when the events are and, you know, right now I depend on a couple of guys in, in the club to post them out to the group, but Hey, we can, this is, this is something right. I think well, a lot of us can use and I've got, have smartphones. Yeah. I've got no problem. You know, if, if a club or someone calls me up or messages me, or I do a lot of Facebook messaging where they just send me the information. Um, at, at first I have no problem really. And it takes 10 minutes to set up. I, I don't want right. to make it hard for anything. I'll be honest with you. The hardest part about signing your club or pro shop up really is getting your latitude and longitude, but that's not that difficult. <laughs> you know, uh, you can, yeah. you can do that with Google maps, click and paste, you know, I can do it. And if I can do it, I bet most of you can honestly do it faster. So uh, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the hardest thing is your latitude and longitude. Um, and, and the reason we do that is because we want it to be to the, the, the doorstep or the driveway that your venue is at. I don't want to rely on an address because I'll be found a lot of addresses are not accurate. Right. No. Yeah. There's, they're, they're not always, always accurate. And, you know, the worst part is we, okay, this is a valid address. This is my address, but yet it don't show up. It's like, okay, Correct. where's it taking me? Right. Well, and then you lose out on the potentiality of someone coming to your event. You know, if they can't, if they can't find you, if they've never been there, let's say, let's say those clubs in, in, uh, in Lincoln and Omaha and somebody is traveling through, you know, periodically I go through there. I've got, I got family in Lincoln friends in Omaha. And if I'm just coming through on a hunt and I want to stop in, I'm like, man, I need, I need to get this checked out on my bow. How would I ever know there's anything in there? Well, and to get to Prairie Bowman uh, art range, you, you go on a road between two houses, you go down a, a residential area, you turn okay. on this road between these two houses and go down there where the range is. Wow. So you would not know that I got to turn between this house and this house. 
Right. Yeah, I would I would not know that. Yeah. And and Golden Arrow, where their range is, um, is not where their indoor range is. The outdoor range is at Cunningham Lake and they maintain it and, and they have three day shoots out there, but where their indoor is is a completely different location. So if you look up Golden Arrow, you're gonna go there, but maybe the range they're they're at the outdoor range for an outdoor event. And you yep. go to where the indoor one is, and it looks like it's a bunch of Quonset huts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. it's part of an old military base. And, you know, so if you don't have the right address, you know, you, you can't oh, just yeah. say, okay, I want to go to Golden Arrow. And it pops it up, and you find the right Golden Arrow, because there's lots of Golden Arrows. Correct. And, yep. and then it's like, well, wait a minute. This, this says it's 500 miles away. No, Omaha is only 50. Why is it taking me? <laughs> yeah, and this yes. way it pops up. You know, now you know exactly where it's at, and they can send you directly where it's at. And right. Well, you can click on that driving directions. So if, if, if many haha archers is what you're looking for, you know, or or one of those venues, Golden Arrow that you were talking about, and you find and it has a pin drop right there. Oh, yeah, that's the one I'm looking for. Okay, click. Here we go. Let's let's drive there. Um. So I mean, it, it it's right there. I mean, it's it's only five hours from me, but but you're right you know there's a there's a ton of golden archers out there and if you have the wrong one or if you type the wrong one in or if you're not 100 sure that could create for a long morning or a long afternoon for you <laughs> yeah when it's oh. taking you north and you're supposed to go south and then you, right. you you drive 50 miles north and it's like no it's 50 miles now now you got 200 miles to just yep. go 50 <laughs> yep yep but that's that's what it is. That's kind of the app in a nutshell, you know. And like I said, there's you know there's other things that you know there's other other features and benefits and stuff that that you can we can right. dive into deeper, um, if you wanted to. You know, I really like the calendar feature. If you follow four, five, six clubs, and you're looking at what's going on this coming up weekend, you know, I don't even know what this weekend is, June nineteenth. So there's nothing that I have on mind, but I've only followed that one club for now. Right. So the next. So you have more time, clubs. Yep. Pick the clubs in the area that you would drive to. Yep. You know, like yep. like for me here, it probably, you know, Golden Arrow and Prairie Bowman, because they're well, for me, they're the same distance pretty much to either one. Sure. Uh, so it's because I'm in between both of them. And, and there's there's other events too. There's smaller clubs, you know, yes, around right. some of the other other towns. You know, there, you know, Blair has a club and and there's several clubs and yep. they get in and it's like, okay, when are they having a shoot? You know, maybe I'd like to go up there and I don't know when they're doing anything or even, you know, even open shoots or something, you know, what is their schedule for non-members to go in and. Right. So then, so when you look at that process, you, you know, that these, these, I don't know, three, four, five uh, clubs that you're looking at, it looks like we have connect issues. Um, you, you, you have these clubs, they're familiar to you. Um, trying to connect. I don't know what you're seeing on your screen, but I have a disc. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing what you're seeing, trying to connect. Uh, so I'll, I'll stop share here. Just so that's <laughs> not up. But, but I mean, so that, that really is the, the, um, the, the standard operating procedure in a way is, is you know your, your four or five clubs that you're going to frequent, and, but you don't know 100% know when their, their events are. A lot of clubs that I've noticed, they fail quite a bit at, at marketing you know, their, their venues or their events. You know, right. they, they, they do a couple, a couple posts and you know, those posts are not, they're not pushed. They're not, they're not sent out to uh, um, all of the members or all the people that follow them. 
they're, they're really not. I don't care what anybody says. And in fact, I, 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 my theory is, and, 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 and it's been validated a couple of times, it, there are certain hot words that if you use, um, it gets suppressed. My honest feelings, if we use words like, hey, come out to our archery shoot, um, that that verbiage is suppressed. It's not, it's not given to all of the end users. Yeah, because you have the word shoot. Correct. So we, we have now cut our already not, we'll just use for the sake of our terminology or conversation here, 100 people. If you post it out there, if you have 100 people following you, you're not getting out to 100 people. That, that information is not getting there. Because it's suppressed, because they, they zip over the top of it, they're not looking for it at that time. So really, you have such a low probability, and I'm not even sure it's 20% success rate of getting that information in front of the end user at that right time for them to participate in your event. Right. You know, so let's create an environment that allows them to find when they're thinking about it. Hey, right now, Roy, what are you doing this weekend? Let's go shoot our bows. Um, where can we go shoot? Well, I thought Nebraska bow hunters had something going on. You know, now we can look without having to try to go to their website, without having to try to go to their Facebook and, and trying to find the information that might not be there. Um, if they can set all of their events up, most clubs have two to five events a year. Five is quite a bit for a club, but two to, we'll say two to five events. They can set it up in January when they have their dates set for throughout the year. Right. Now, now the, the whole year is done. They don't have to come back to the app unless there's an update. But the end user at all times have the higher potentiality or probability of finding that information now because it's, it's only a handful of clicks away for them to be able to find that event at that club at that time. Well, like, you know, if I want to go shoot, you know, one of the clubs around here, I go find, you know, what's their website and then yeah. go say, well, what do the events have? You know, or maybe it's just a phone number. Call them. Okay, what do you have? Well, nobody answered because right. it's not a full-time business. It's a club. So Correct. you may not answer. Okay, when is this going on? But if I can bring the app and say, oh, okay, they're going on this weekend. And then yep. now I can plan to go. And it, it just it just seems like it's going to, you know, really help out. And, and it's kind of nice that, you know, everything is free. You're getting paid from affiliate links. Yep. Um, yep. You know, when you send business in, um, there's, there's a lot of places that do affiliate links. You know, I've been doing, you know, I started looking into that, doing that, you know, you know, a couple of years ago and I was doing that for a while and now I kind of more focused to the archery podcast and creating YouTube channels and then my other one is underwriting multifamily deals but I kind of got away from doing the affiliate marketing because it takes a lot of my time and yeah and, and this doing podcasts are way more fun <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's it's weird you know like you and I we've talked a little bit in you know Facebook Messenger um, but we've never really visited with each other ever before. Right. But, but through but through the podcast and through through the the passion of archery, you know, we can connect at a different level and be able just to just to talk like we've known each other for a few years now. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's it's nice to be able to do that, and it's nice that you don't have everything real small on the app because you know you said you have you know what forty five year old eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I, so glasses yeah. are new for me. I, I just, I just, this is my first year wearing them. Um, I, I struggle with them. I don't take them with me when I need to go out to eat with my wife and try to read a menu. Uh, it's, <laughs> it, I'm telling you, they're, they're a whole new, a whole new thing for me. I yeah. honestly started wearing them uh, when I was teching bows. I would notice that tying knots or if I were cutting a knot, 
off a string, you know, to replace a peep side or anything that that is that is that's an area I really want to see when I have a sharp object next to a tightly wound string. Um, <laughs> so I, I just had my wife just grab me a couple, you know, to try them and I'll be danged if if I put a pair on and I'm like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I just, you know, you just start you're just getting older, man. That's just the way it is. So, yeah. Well, and you know, having 68 year old eyes, it's, it's a little bit more. And I have my regular glasses that I wear that are bifocals. And then I have these I wear when on computer because these are set for here. And then at the bottom, there's the reading part. Um, uh -huh. My new ones aren't going to have the reading part, but you know, otherwise I'd be like this to try and see the screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's fantastic. Because I look to the bottom of it and it, try and read, oh, forget it. You know, so I have these are just just for the computer. You know, I can see okay yep. without them, uh, but yeah, it's just right. a little bit easier on my eyes to have that's, the glasses on. That's exactly right. I, I can see well enough to not cut a bowstring if, if I if I have to, but boy, it's just a little bit more a little bit more reassuring, you know, with the glasses on. So yeah. Yeah, it's a. You know, I had, you know, therefore when I had my store, I had contacts and I had to have separate reading glasses because I could not see anything up close because they, they, you know, when they set it for like 2015 vision so I could see road signs before I get to them, uh, you know, then I can't see anything. You can't take contacts out real easy. You, know, you got to oh. put your fingers in your eyes and yeah, I'm not doing that throughout the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would have a hard time, I think, with, with contacts, I think. I, I just, I have this thing. I don't like things in my face and, and I would have a hard time, I think, with that. Yeah, and I originally, originally got them for a different reason. I was doing martial arts and when you're doing that, because we do grappling and stuff, I'm always taking my glasses off and throwing them in the corner because the last you want to do is get them all crunched up. And yep, sure. know, so I, I went through the struggle of, of getting used to wearing them just, just so that I could go to my class and not have to worry about glasses. And right. uh, then I started wearing them more. And, and of course, now I... I don't wear them at all but <laughs> it, it didn't glasses. take it didn't take me long to learn this little feature here i'll show you the the whole uh loop have it around your neck because you, oh, set, yeah. you set the glasses down and you, i don't remember where i put them down at never <laughs> so I, I spend just as much time looking for my glasses as i do looking for my phone and of course you know, with glasses, you need to be able to see a little bit better because you're looking for your glasses. <laughs> so I, I, I got one of those little, little hanging down things, but you know that. So I'm, I'm, I'm committed now. I think we're, we're. Or, or worse, worse yet, here's your glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, where's my glasses? Where are my glasses? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had that one yet, but we're, we're not far from it, man. Yeah. I've, I've stepped on mine. Took them off somehow because you know my regular glasses I can't see up close so I'm working on something I'll take them off you know or or you're sweating and dripping on them and and you know so I take them off and set them down somewhere and next time I was like ah, I just stepped on my glasses you know you got to yeah. straighten them back up and that so sucks. I try to put them somewhere where I'm not going to do that but like yeah, not on the floor I, yeah. Yeah, yeah you other, have them in your lap and, and yep, you're yep. looking on the phone, have them on your lap and you stand up and they fall down and you didn't hear them and <laughs> like crunch. Yep, that's, yeah, that's not what you want to hear. The other weird thing is, is uh, fog and, and humidity and stuff up here in Wisconsin. Um, I didn't realize how bad it is like walking in and out sometimes and your, your glasses are just like, no, oh. this, is, this is my life now, you know. Well, so. you grew up in Nebraska. We have that same problem here. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, like in Wisconsin, it's 
it gets cold in Nebraska. It really does. Wisconsin just, just seems angry all winter long. Like it's so <laughs> much cold and so much snow and, and, and uh, my wife really struggles. She wears glasses and like, it's all the time. Her glasses are just fogged up from going in and out and whatnot, you know? And so I'm not, I'm not hundred percent there yet as far as wearing them all the time, but we're not far from it. So. Well, worse yet is when they frost over. I just fog when they frost over. That don't happen too often, but because then you can't, you can't clean them because they're frosted over. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not ready for any of that stuff. (laughs) Fortunately, I can see good enough with, I can take them off and look over them or something. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, what do you uh, have for uh, parting thoughts that you would uh, uh, like to tell the new archers, old archers, young archers, experienced? (laughs) Well, experienced archers, I don't have a lot in that arena. I think think a lot of experienced archers have gone through, especially guys our age, we've really gone through all of the technology. We have gone through all of the, all of this frustration and hassles. New archers, uh, one thing that I really let them know is there's there's a gazillion videos out there on, on YouTube on how to become a better archer. I think there's really only a handful of people out there that really truly care to put, it, put a video together um, to really get you to be a better archer. Um, take everything with a grain of salt of those videos that you're watching. Uh, try, try it. Apply it. If it doesn't work for you get rid of it. Don't force it, you know, cause I, I'd hate for you to develop a bad habit based on some, something that somebody on the internet said need to have, um, you know, that kind of a deal. Don't, don't shoot a certain site because somebody does it. Um, shoot what's best for you. Um, that's, that's probably the biggest thing, you know, is, is, is those are a ton of videos and a lot of them are really good stuff, but some of them are just trash. Um, but, but pay attention to the archery industry. There's a lot of folks out there that, are, that genuinely care. Um, I haven't had any, I haven't had the ability to watch any of your videos and stuff just yet. Um, but I know that you've got some really good content just scrolling through your, your YouTube channel. You got a lot of really good stuff out there, you know, um, watch those videos is what I would say to a lot of those younger shooters, you know, and, and, and just enjoy the sport. And the only way you're going to enjoy it's by learning and growing in the sport, you know, and, and, uh, and do that. But, you know, experienced archers, man, you guys are way, way better than I've ever kids nowadays. Honestly, better technology, better resources, better information, better videos, better everything. So you should be better than me, the better than I've ever been at archery. You know, right. I mean, I, I, and, and I'm not talking just natural or native ability. I'm talking like like legit information in this sport. And you guys, you guys have everything at your disposal. Use it. So enjoy the sport, man. It's the best sport in the world, my honest opinion. Right. I'm a little little biased, but man, what a great <laughs> sport! What a great sport! Well, you can trace archery back thousands of years. Yeah. 64,000 actually. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's really cool. It's, it's the technology now in bowed in bows every year. I'm like, well, what can they do better? What can they do better? What can they do better? And then they come out with something. I'm like, yeah, that's a lot better. That's pretty sweet. Um, so that, that really excites me, man. I struggled Roy growing up in, in the sport of archery. I didn't have anything at my disposal as far as helping out, man. I baptism by fire. If you wanted to be an ethical hunter, if you wanted to, I mean, you, you just had to learn everything on your own accord, right? There was no resources. I mean, you'd go to a magazine article and see what they had to say about a technique or a tip or something. Um, you know, that kind of a deal, but yeah. And and I started out even earlier than you did. I started sure. out in the '60s when sure. when your option was recurve or longbow. 
right. wood or fiberglass. Yeah, the arrows yeah. are wood or wood. Yeah, <laughs> you know, wood which type wood. of wood arrows do you yeah. want? And, and it right. wasn't until the 70s when compounds come out. Yeah. And you know, look what we've done now from, from those old bows right. from the 70s to now. Right. Just a handful of years, really, in the scheme of things, you know, the, the technology in archery is fairly young. You right. know, um, so it's it's pretty cool that where it's at right now and and, and hopefully that we 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 as archers preserve it well enough you know to to have the ability to do this in the future you know and that that's something i do think we need to be cognizant of um you know some of the rules and regulations and restrictions that they're coming on against hunters and whatnot you know and and understand that we're all on the same team and we all we all want the same stuff and that's the ability to go to go shoot our bows so well and one thing i say about archery when you learn archery um you know Okay, let's say, you know, crap hits the, the fan and, and uh, you, have, you have to go get food for you and your family. And you want to take a firearm out and let everybody know where you're at. Right. Or take a law and nobody knows where you're at. Right. And a nice, you know, firearm, you have only X amount of ammo. Once that's right. gone, you, you have a club. Right. Nice thing about a archery is you can recover your arrow, resharpen your broadhead unless you break it or, you know, worse yet, you know, you learn how to make stone broadheads. Right. You know, I've watched a few of those and those, those can be really sharp. Yeah. You know, those, those, those can be really sharp. And, uh, uh, you know, how do you make a bow? Take a stick and a string and fling another stick. And yeah, yeah fling another stick. Yeah. You know, that's it what really, I call archery. Is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I posed that one time, you know, archery is a stick with a string flinging another stick prove me wrong nobody yeah. said anything <laughs> no it, it, at the end of the day when you look at it it's where it started and, and it quite possibly could be the way the way it ends you know um if yeah. it, you know, I, don't, I don't i probably won't be around that long by any means but no um so i i had a i had a brother he got me a self bow made for me um out of osage orange out of oklahoma and uh, osage orange is a type of wood and, and I'm, I'm a very, I'm a vertical compound guy through and through. I'm very process oriented, very, very methodical in my shot process. And he got me this self bow as a gift and I'm, and it's so beyond <laughs> anything in my brain to, to comprehend no sights, no execution, no, it, <laughs> it was just so new for me to shoot, you know, and man, I, I really enjoyed shooting it. I actually went to a couple uh, 3d events with that self bow. Um, didn't lose any arrows, so I call that a win. Um, yeah. Didn't hit a lot of targets, so that was kind of a loss. But um, I really enjoyed that style of shooting. You know, that simplistic stick shooting a stick kind of a deal. Um, so if you if you're if you ever have a chance to try it, you know, it's it's fun. All aspects of archery and are just a kick in the pants. They're a good time. So and you know, some people start off with the recurves, go to compounds, go back to recurves. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's just, you know, how you started and, and, you know, what you're looking for. And that's one of the first things I asked, you know, somebody looking to get their first bow. It's like, what do you want to do with it? You know, yeah. what, what do you want to just shoot for fun? Do you want to, you know, start getting into competitions? You want to just go, you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to hunt with it? You know, because that helps me decide, you know, what type of bow. If sure. they want to choose for fun, you know what? Recurve is easiest way to go. Right. Um, now. Sometimes they're not any cheaper than compounds. You know, I've seen some of the recurves, you know, you, you get a compound for five, yeah. $600 recurves that's five, $600, yeah. um, you know, so it's not, it's cheaper, but hey, there's really not much to go wrong. 
Right. Right. Ease of use and getting into it, you know, it's hard, it's hard to beat that. Yeah. You know, so. And, and you can, you can start off however you want to do it. And, you know, the next question is, um, let's see if you're right, left eye dominant. So I know where you put you in a right eye kind of bow. And, you know, it's, it's real difficult, difficult if you're right-handed, but left eye dominant to try yeah. to shoot right-handed. <laughs> I was just going to bring that up. If you're lucky, you're, you're left eye dominant and right hand dominant, you know, those <laughs> are the fun ones. Yeah. I had a friend of mine. It's like, he could hit nothing. And I noticed one day he's trying to, he's yeah. losing his left eye to shoot. It's like, oh, we need to get your left eye. So guy left them boat. You know what? Shoot great after that. Worked out Before then, he was yeah. struggling. Yep. And and you can easily be, if you're using your non-dominant eye, be off at 20 yards by uh, three, four feet. Right. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I I had that because, you know, I see two sets of pins. And my left eye is always dimmer than my right eye. My right eye is the clear eye. And over the years, you know, your mind, I just ignore, I don't even, don't even notice the other pins. Hmm. Well, I drew back on this, this deer, put that pin right where it's supposed to go. And it's like, end up hitting it, the artery in the hip. And like, what's going, going on here? I know that pin was, that pin was just clear as can yeah. be right, right on that kill zone where I wanted that arrow to go. So I go down to the range and I normally practice close my left eye when I'm practicing because I'm working about, you know, developing the skills and stuff. So I, I nailed the five spot. I was, I was shooting, shooting it and I just nailed it. No problem. Next arrow, I shot at the upper right hand spot, both eyes open. I missed the target to the left. Mm. I completely missed the target. I'm off by that far, 20 yards. So right. What's going on? So then I'm supposed yep. oh. My right eye is blurry. My mind says, ignore the blurry pins and pick up the bright pins. That's that's right. <laughs> yep. That's a hundred percent right. Right. Your your brain is is automatically doing all of that for you without you even realizing or, or understanding that that is what that's what's going on. So yeah. with my eyesight going bad, or not going bad, so with my eyesight being the way it is, um, I've learned that I had to uh, I got a hat clip, you know, to, to help disrupt that left eye. Right. Um, but I have found that putting a shield on my sight housing has been has been better to still allow me to shoot with my um my my both eyes open but it just disrupts the left eye a little bit from taking over that shot right you know so that's that's just what i've learned now in a hunting scenario i haven't i haven't had that you know yet but um it, it's you know it's coming because when you, when you when you draw back and you put something a disruption in the front of your dominant eye your brain is automatically taking over and going okay what's well, what we're going to do right you know so well and i discovered something a little bit different on mine because i always wear a baseball cap when i'm hunting with the the vest or the, the sweatshirt on you know if it gets really cold you know or the hood or whatever and i turn my head the hood doesn't move but my head does so now with the hood sitting here i turn my head it blocks my left eye oh, so now i can only see with the right eye so now i don't have to worry about finding it which pin because otherwise yeah. i was going through one of those you know, blinking my left eye and making sure I'm on the yes. right pins. <laughs> yep. 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 I see a lot of shooters will do that. Squint that left eye and get that left eye there and, and, and whatnot. And, and, um, and if you're young, it probably isn't going to be that much of an issue or, or that big of a deal. But when you are, you know, when you're starting to get some issues with your eyes then your brain will just take over. It's just the way it is, you know? Right. So, and, and with me, you know, for most of my life, I've had double vision because, you know, operation I had, and, you know, I won't go into details on that, but yeah. uh, um, 
you know, so I see two sets of pans, I have prism with my glasses, so I, I can focus on one. But when I see two sets of pans, you know, my mind developed the ability to ignore the set I didn't care about because they weren't as clear. My right eye was, was you know, better vision in my right eye than it was in my left eye anyway, that's right eye dominant. So yeah. that took care of it. And then now then, you know, the, the clarity switches. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Your, your mind doesn't switch. It doesn't know to not pick up the clear right. pins. Right. Right. No, that, that can be a rodeo. I can see how how a shot like that can be can be placed on a deer, you know, in the ham. Yeah, and, and that's why, you know, the, the longer shots, I, I don't do longer shots anymore just because it's too hard to see them. <laughs> yeah, you know, with it being that. blurry anyway and and not not as clear as it should be, you know, the glasses you get, you know, decent vision, but you know, there's still a little bit of that blur when you get off at a distance. And I never really was very good at seeing off at a distance anyway. Yeah. You know, when you're looking at 100, 200 yards, um, you know, it's it's tough, you know. Yeah. But, but I say about rifles with a scope is it doesn't matter. True story. <laughs> True story. <laughs> that's that's what you get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like dominant or not, it doesn't matter. Yep. Well, it's been great talking with you. Um, I'm sure we're, we're going to talk sometime here in the future again. And, you know, let, let's get, you know, get that app going because that looks like it's a pretty good app. And I have it installed on my phone. I really played with it too much, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to take a look a little bit more. And, you know, anybody knows a, a club, have them get a hold of you and, yeah, you know, get, get that information in there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's definitely one definitely way where you can help your club is is letting them know about us or letting us know about them. And and you know, I've got no problems reaching out and talking with folks. So um, yeah, just just connect, help me connect the dots, and we can get them on the on the map. And yeah, maybe get some other people there shooting and, and really help the clubs out. You know, continue to grow and and provide more more targets and better targets and more events. And that's just how it works. So. Yeah, just grow the app. <laughs> cool. Well, I appreciate it, Roy. I really, I really do appreciate you having me on. So, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I, I, I learned something. Like I say this all the time. I learned something on every podcast. And, you know, I just hope that the people watching and listening, you know, they learn something as well. And, you know, if you learn something, to take away. Hey, put a comment in. You know, we'd like to hear. You know, you know what what your thoughts are. You know, always always comment. It it always uh, helps out because. Hey, it's nice to know that, you know, it helps you out or, or if there's, you have a question, you know, and, you know, ask them. Yeah, absolutely. I always say the only dumb question is the one you don't ask. Right. Right. There's, 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 it's always no, if you never ask, you know, I mean, it's, that's, right. that's something I've learned, you know, and so you bet. That's always the challenge sometimes is when, when you get something new, it's like, I don't know enough to know what I don't know. So how do I know what to ask? Sure. <laughs> And then after you get done, it's like, oh man, this is what I should ask. But here, you know, put a put a comment in. You know, it's it's going to be there. So then, my last question, I guess, would be this: this will be available on like Spotify and and links and stuff like that that you'll have, and so I can share it and whatnot. Right, right. Okay, all right. That'll be on Spotify. It'll also be on my YouTube channel and okay. in the group. And what I do for people with businesses, um. I will crazy spammers. <laughs> uh, what I do for businesses is you can access to the video to to use in your marketing as well. So, you know, 
any businesses out there, hey, you know, this is available for you uh, to use however you want. You, know, you can separate sections out and put your little TikToks out or whatever you want to do. And so, yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. My name is Roy Canterbury, and I, I've been your host today on Arch Talk 101 with Jeremy Fisher and the Toxin app, which has been a whole lot of fun talking about. And we'll see you in the, the next podcast. Stay tuned. Podcasts come out twice a week and go from there. Thanks for listening, everybody.